0: What is happening, ladies and gentlemen? And thank you very much for tuning in to part two with the motivational cowboy Johnny D. Um, you know we're we're shooting the breeze in our little intermission, and it, it's it's crazy. I'm I'm stoked to be here back at NRM Studios. I I mean the energy. I, I try to bring it. I, I never mail it in. And um, <laughs> but the uh, it's weird. It's a little strange because uh, six months ago. Every office would be busy. This place would be buzzing with life. There'd be, you know, six or eight people around the conference table talking about new programming. Uh, there'd be three people behind the glass, and it's basically Johnny and I, Kelsey behind the glass. Mister Benzman's in his office. He may not be there when I get out of here, and that's it. That's it. It's a different kind of vibe, and I believe in common consciousness. I believe that when you get five—Napoleon Hill did it. I mean, so many of the greatest thinkers, speakers uh, talk about it. You get five people, three people, two people in a room together with a common goal. Magic happens. Magic happens, and there's something to that that isn't happening quite at as much of a regular basis as it was prior to this whole pandemic. So, you know, definitely reach out to people, FaceTime them, let them know you're thinking about them. As often as you can, because there's some magic there. But I want to get back to Johnny because if you watch uh, part one, we closed the show with him talking about Haynes pantyhose, and I said hopefully he wasn't breaking into a house. What's the story with you and Haynes pantyhose?
1: So you always say you know, uh, the, you, you had these little gimmicks of, of you doing you know your your, your talks for, for for special occasions and stuff. Well, you know when you're doing stuff for corporations, you never know what corporation's going to call you and you have to be able to be relatable mm-hmm. so I Haynes Pantyhose says, hey we want you to do this and I thought to myself I'm like how am I going to turn in living the outstanding life and throw in Pantyhose okay right so I mean it was bothering me so I did what every man would do gee I just put a pair on you and Ed Wood. <laughs> I, Ed Wood, if you know who he is, you know what I'm talking about, Ed Wood. So I put a pair of uh, Haynes pantyhose on and I wore them for a complete day, right? Because I want to know, I know it sounds funny, but this is what I had to do to know what it's like. It, like, Look, look, look at, if I'm going to walk into a place and I'm going to talk about their products, I want to be able to be able to talk about the products. Yeah. But how, how is a man going to be able to talk about product if he's never put product on? Yeah. Listen, I wouldn't tell any, anybody. I mean, and I'm sure that you guys are not going to tell anybody either. And but I I, so my opening line was you have the the most comfortable pantyhose anywhere in the world and they all went I Went like this I pulled up my cowboy boot and I had a pair of their pantyhose on
0: not everybody everybody
1: started clapping and cheering. I went on with talking, you know, about living the outstanding life and to this day people still remember that. But
0: it's a great opening. It's a great opening. You get the attention grabber going and then you yeah. you you go on with your business. That's yeah. that's an awesome idea. That is brilliant. <laughs> that is really brilliant. You know, um on a, on a past show I've been asked about, you know, how I was in school because again, the goal of the drop in is to inspire everybody. If you're yeah. the straight A student, if you're struggling to get C's like I was, uh, you know, you can still find your passion. There's something that, that you will excel at in your life, guaranteed. You just got to find it. So you got to try everything. I struggled in school. I was a creative, you know, I had, a, a, I had to work hard to get C's all the way through elementary school, junior high, high school. It was like I, I wasn't the best student in the world. How were you in high school, man? Before I answer
1: that, l- let, me, let me just add to what you just said. Yes, if you're a kid and, and, you know, and you're struggling or you're doing really well, awesome. But you know what, G? There's a lot of adults right now. There's 40 million people that lost their jobs, and they're thinking, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? Um, y- you know what? And, and now all of a sudden, they're like, oh, man, I was a terrible speller. Well, thank God for spell check now. So, I mean, that's good. But, I mean, there, there's a lot of adults right now that are struggling too. One, because they lost their job. Two, I mean, Facebook is 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 going crazy right now with people trying to teach their kids.
0: Yeah, I and can't if you even weren't imagine. if
1: you weren't even good in school anyways, and you've been doing the same thing for twenty years, twenty five years, thirty years, you lost your job and now you're teaching your kids, and you don't even know how to teach them because you don't you never knew how to do it in the first place, right? 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 Or or you forgot. So. Those of you that are out there, man, you know what? Listen, things are going to get better, I promise you. But but here, here, here's the other thing. With the suicide rate and everything else, G, I just want to make sure that your listeners know that they can get hold of you or me. If you are struggling with anything and you just need, I'm not a doctor, but I can be a friend. I can be someone that you can talk to. Um, I will pick up the phone. I will answer your email. I will uh, send you a message back. And and I know you will too, G. And I just I, I just wanted to capitalize, it's not just the kids right now. It's the adults too that are struggling.
0: Yeah. And uh, you know, you brought up suicide. I had uh Katie on my show from Suck It Suicide and uh you know it is. It's it's up forty percent actually right yeah. now. And um and so yeah, definitely anything. You know, I, I talk about, you know, being sober for, you know, over three and a half years now and, 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 and I mean the relapse and rate's big, way up. Congratulations, oh. G. And <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, moving on.
1: Um, <laughs> what was I like in school? Yeah, well, let what me tell were you. you. Like in <laughs> Let's get back uh, to that. So, so here's the thing, man. Um, I was just like you. You know, I was, you know, a C, C plus student. You know what I mean? If I got a B, it was in gym or home ec or wood shop or something like that. Did you hang out with the popular kids or the burnouts? I hung out with everybody. I was friends with everybody. And, and you know what's kind of funny is when I think about those questions right there, it's still my audience today. Mm. I hang out with the doctors and lawyers. I hang out with the men and women that have, you know, a nine to five job, you know, in a factory. I I, I get along with everybody. And 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 um, I think it's cool that I'm able to to be like that. So as a kid, I played hockey just like you. We probably probably played against each other back in the day. Um, You know, um, I I love to work. I started working when I was 13 years old. My first job was uh, I was working as a uh, dishwasher in a um, uh, bakery. And my dad's like, you don't have to work. I go, no, I want to work. You know, at 14 and 15, I I was working in a restaurant. You know, so I'd love to work. I worked and played hockey, and then there was school. (laughs) Yeah, no, but
0: I think think coming up downriver, you know, where we grew up in southeastern Michigan and uh, very blue-collar, as soon as you're old enough, you know, if there's a paper out available, you're getting the paper out. Yep. And then at, I think you could get a job at 14 at that time. So at 14, you could go work somewhere, and then obviously 16, you get your license, and, and uh, you know, all bets are off at that point. But, um, you know, I, I, I like the random questions, though, so you got another one coming. Yeah. Because um, I've seen you out on your kayak. I've called you, and you've been out for your five-mile walk. If you got to get after it in the gym— What is the go-to band or song?
1: Oh, oh, Um, I love to listen to XM radio and I either put on the uh, Kenny Chesney channel or the Garth Brooks. Um, So, yeah, or, you know, um, NASCAR radio.
0: Yeah, well, I got a great Kenny Chesney story. I was skating a pro event in Milwaukee, and and we got done. It was right on the waterfront, and I come walking by, and this sea of people's coming at me, right? And this girl's like looking at me, and I'm like, "What's going on tonight?" And she went, "Kenny, I don't even know who Kenny is." I'm like, "Kenny Rogers?" I don't even know who you're talking about. And it was Kenny Chesney. I'll never forget that day. But um, you know, physical fitness is very huge. Since yeah. we, you know, we've been. Uh, this show ended up being quite a bit different from you and I on your show, because we keep circling back with some, some pretty cool advice for the the whole COVID pandemic. And I think taking care of yourself cannot be understated at this time, physically, mentally, and spiritually. Um, I know for me every night, you know, I'm, I, I got my half hour, 45 minutes of stretching. I'm out biking. I'm, I'm skating. I'm, I'm, I'm in pretty good physical shape and everybody's talking about the quarantine, packing on the pounds and all that stuff. Well, you know, you can find a way to lose that. Uh, you've been staying pretty active, I see.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, and you're absolutely right, Gerald. And um, you are lucky enough to have, you know, a job um, where you can go in and, and, and do your thing and then, you know, do do your show here, uh, which is awesome. But there's a lot of us, just like I said, 40 million people lost their jobs. Maybe it's more, I don't know. Um, but I know that I have to do something productive every single day to keep my mind right. So when I when I find myself coming down and or getting depressed if you would. Um I either jump on my bike, I go for a five never I always say I'm just gonna go for a five mile bike ride. Ends up being 10, 15, 20 because I'm enjoying it. I'm listening to good music. I'm 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 starting to smile. It, a five mile walk turns into a ten minute or t- 10 mile walk. Why? Because I'm starting to feel good. The rest of my day is incredible. So, I'm glad you asked that because it could be simple, something as simple as just making your bed in the morning and walking downstairs and having your, your tea or your coffee or your water, whatever it may be. But you did something, you, were, you accomplished something as stupid as it may sound. When someone, when someone said that years ago to me, making your bed in the morning was, it, it's like it could be so rewarding when you're feeling like crap. Well, in the military, they
0: don't just do that just because, uh, you know, anybody. I mean, you look at uh, some of my favorite people, Tim Ferriss, who is one of my favorite speakers and writers. um, He does a, a big, long segment on the psychology of that because, you know, it's one thing you get to do every day and it's. At the end of the day, you finished one freaking thing. That's There's right. some psychological effects to that, and he talks about it all the time. Very important. Very important. Morning, morning routine is very important let for me. me. Uh, yeah,
1: no, absolutely. L- let me ask you this. What was your favorite childhood toy? It had well.
0: I was a big Kiss fan. Okay. Um, and I remember I was young. I don't even know how old I was. Maybe like 10 years old. And Which uh, one was your favorite out of the Kiss fan? I was an Ace Frehley guy. Okay. But um, my mom, uh, my teeth were horrible. And my mom didn't want me to go out on Halloween, so she bought me like the Kiss, Kiss uh, action figure. And, and you, the only one you could find was like whoever, like. Paul Stanley, because nobody wanted Paul Stanley, so I had to get right. Paul Stanley. But I think my favorite toy was, and they just came out with them again. I haven't checked the pricing. The little <laughs> freaking crank, evil Knievel motorcycle oh, thing that you yeah. can jump. Love that thing. And if anybody had one in the neighborhood, like it was like every kid was there just to get one crank on that thing. Um, that was a great toy. Um, I will uh, ask you the same question, because... Um, we're two very different people. So we are so different. What, uh, what, how
1: about you on that? No, one? but I, I was a huge Evil Knievel guy. I He's mean, amazing. I was, yeah, you know. Um, and I just saw too that Evil Knievel, like some new guy, is going to try to break one of his records or something like that. The whole like jumping that. buses thing? I, I, I just saw it the other day and I didn't even read it all, but I thought it was pretty cool. But I would have to say, Operation. That game is
0: difficult. We had that. We I was just remember in H- that Houghton Lake and this this young gentleman was trying to do it, and I'm like, dude, this is hard. Like the I think the spare rib. I mean, that's narrow. Yeah, that's you're right, narrow. Um, that's a crazy game. I know, but it was another one. If anybody had it, everybody was on it, and then you had need to pack of batteries because we were always so horrible at it that you'd wear out the batteries.
1: Do you remember Battleship? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I remember getting in fights with people over, you know, you're cheating. No, I'm not. how can I cheat? You're six feet away from me. Or Monopoly, of course.
0: Monopoly is a crazy game. You know, we played it wrong my whole life. Like, I actually read the rules about a couple of years ago, and I'm like, are you playing playing free parking? You're not supposed to get all that money on free parking. Listen, who was your um, childhood crush? Because uh, <laughs> I was the typical, like punk rocker new wave guy probably, so molly ringwald and then it went to like winona Ryder. it was a you know i think a natural progression that was about it and then after that i don't even know um but i was uh, uh definitely like with the whole pretty and pink soundtrack thing it was molly ringwald and then with the heathers and beetlejuice thing it was winona Ryder. And, yeah. and and i think a lot of people could relate if you came up at that time in the whole like new music kind of scene probably it pretty stereotypical but um i'll ask you because i think it's funny to see our differences in things come on fair Fawcett.
1: fair Fawcett, or listen <laughs> i or, win or, or uh, uh 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 daisy from daisy dukes oh, uh, you know yes. from the what, dukes what's what's her last name bach catherine bach yeah i mean come on
0: man i was a kid I was a big Duke Duke Boys fan. I had to, like a playmat with the Matchbox cars and I used to try to recreate it every Friday night. I yeah. mean, TV it was it was interesting, you know, at that time. TV's super super cool. So I got
1: a, another question for you. If you could go back in 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 like all the TV shows you've ever seen or movies you've ever seen throughout your life, what would be one house that you would love to go back and live in for a week?
0: Man, that's a that's a very tough question. But I'm gonna go because because uh, I'm in this mind frame. It I'm, 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 could be going, different. Yeah, I'm, but asking I'm going you now. back but, yeah. to when I'm like ten. Yeah, in, in absolutely. And what what we're watching there. And I'm gonna go because we used to watch the Beverly Hillbillies. And and um, <laughs> oh, I
1: forgot about that. And,
0: and we would have Jiffy Pop. I don't know if you're familiar with Jiffy Pop, little thing on the you know the, the tin foil blows up and the popcorns inside of it. Yes, we'd be making Jiffy Pop, and and it was like we wanted to watch the Beverly Hillbillies, and uh, you know they discovered oil and they moved like to you know Beverly Hills, and they're from the sticks and they got this mansion with this cement pond, and um, yeah, I'll go with the Beverly Hillbillies house. <laughs> nice. Yes, yes, that is great. That is a great house. Um, uh, you know, TV then was so much different than now. And oh. in, in our conversation before we came in the studio, we were talking about streaming and on-demand, and you can watch whatever you want, when you want, you can pause it, all this kind of stuff. And, and back in the you know late 70s, early 80s, I mean, if a TV show came on every Friday night at 8 o'clock... You had to be sitting in front of your TV at 8 o'clock from 8 to 9 or 8 to 8.30 or whatever. You were missing it. You couldn't go back and just, like, surf it on the Internet and get the repeat. So it was like an event, you know, especially during those – I wasn't a big fan. But during the Dallas days and all the Dynasty and all those sort of soap opera-ish kind of shows, it was like – it was an event to sit down and watch TV. Do you ever talk to yourself, if so, what, why, why? How? Uh, not that often. I really don't. You know, I I, I sing. You I sing to yourself. S- I sing in the car, um, and then every night, like I'm I'm learning these Tibetan prayers. So I I do like these chants that actually mm-hmm. are, are are words. Um, but as far as like having a conversation with myself or anything like that, um, you know, sometimes.
1: Come on, it- you never have lo- looked in the mirror and talked to yourself and pumped yourself up. I'll tell you you guys might be thinking I'm nuts right now but I mean I talk to myself No like like
0: skating a <laughs> ramp you know I'll I'll quietly be like come on dude you can do this I did it last night we were skating a pool uh, with a bunch of friends and I wanted to do a certain trick in the deep end and every time like if I missed it I'm like come on dude like you know like, so you do got talk it. to yourself. just turn it around and every morning I talk a lot about self love and I think that's the most important thing on the planet uh, for each and every one of you when I get out of the shower in the morning I look in the uh, mirror and I say hey I love you dude and it's not a weird kind of egotistical nope. kind of thing it's a very healthy saying you know what I, I respect you enough to look out for you and I'm happy with the skin I'm in today I guess so I do. Right. I do on occasion talk to myself
1: I you I. I I tell people all the time, man, you need to look in the mirror. Tell yourself that you love yourself because that may be the only positive person you talk to all day long. 100% hundred percent so you got to love yourself before you can go love anybody else
0: and I think that's you know I, I over the last six months especially you know studying uh, Tibetan Buddhism studying different things you know uh, working with a lot of people in recovery um, doing different things like that I really think a lot of um, the issues going on uh, with people personally with myself personally when it when it finally got to a point where I, I fell in love with myself you know uh, and I could I, I was comfortable in my own skin. And I didn't feel like self-sabotaging my whole life now. Like everything got better and I could stand up for myself a little more and I could, I could be confident in, in, in the clothes I was wearing. So I think that's probably one of the most important parts of my whole day and it happens every single day. Yeah. Um, but self-love is, is huge. And, and what sucks is, is if you say that, a lot of people are like, oh, you egotistical yeah, nothing to do with that. I'm talking about a very healthy. Yeah, uh, being comfortable in your own skin might be a better way or more comfortable way to say it. But being being okay with, I'm going to walk out of the house wearing blue dickies and a pair of tennis shoes and not care who who looks at it. I'm comfortable in this and I'm confident in yeah. this. And it takes a while to get there, especially you know when you get through high school, junior high, all that kind of stuff, peer pressure to get to a point. It only took me you know 43, 44 <laughs> years to get there. Um, But, uh, you know, I think that that's probably a a good conversation I have myself. Would
1: you rather spend five days, five days exploring Disney World or New York City? I'm not
0: a huge fan. No, I'm a huge fan of Disney World. I'm not a huge fan of New York City. You were New just York trying City. to be cool.
1: No. I was You're like, say, I'm not a Disney I guy. was going to say I'm not a huge
0: fan of both. But Disney World is awesome. I've been to Universal Studios by myself mm-hmm. and had a so great time. Yeah. Like I went down there for uh, the Tampa Pro Skate event and uh, went over to Universal. Yep. And it was awesome. And when you go by yourself, it's rad because you, you don't have to wait for anybody to go use the bathroom. You can eat when you want. That's you can right. see everything by 4 o'clock in the afternoon. So so it'd be Disney? Um, It'd be Disney uh, just because, especially, what's the one in Florida? Is that
1: World or uh, I don't know? Whatever one's, yeah, you're right. World is in Orlando. In Disneyland is in California, right? Okay. Well, the one
0: in Orlando, and it might be the same in California. They have the Epcot Center and this and that. I'd need a few days to explore. Oh, five yeah. days! I get five days. Yeah. I would probably have a party there. That it's a small world, and they got ET. I, I, yeah. I'm, I'm still a child. Yeah. So that would be more fun than than going to New York, especially right now. I oh, yeah. I wouldn't want to be true. in New York yeah. right now.
1: But um. But I would say New York just because. It has all those little hidden gems. True. And so many cool people. Great pizza shop. But just like you... Disney World. There's people from all over the world that come there. So yeah. you're right. It it
0: you know and and it's it's fun. It's fun and and you know good climate. Think about that. Like let's 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 think about it all. You know you're in Florida, nice sunshine, the beach ain't too far away. Or you're in New York, the weather could be sketchy. You don't know what you're gonna get into. So you know, I, I, it's a no. Gee,
1: what's the best piece of advice? That you've ever gotten in your life that I have ever gotten. Yep. That you would love to to tell Gerald now.
0: I don't even know. That's a good question, I, right? See, and, and if you wouldn't have said that, I have gotten like the one I always go to, and I just did a a drawing of it the other day. It's Beware of a Duck in a Raincoat. Yeah. I think that that's, was a, that was a I cool th- drawing. But I think that's brilliant because if you see a duck in a raincoat. Man, the apocalypse is coming. Why would a duck be wearing a raincoat? Right. Something, Something's coming. So that one is always my go-to. But as far as advice that I have gotten, um, I, that's a tough one because I, I think of weird things. You know, yeah. the first time I got behind the wheel of a car and I'm sitting next to a, f- a friend named Andy Provenzino. He was like my second dad growing up. And he's like, Bubba, make sure to use your mirrors, dude. It, well, was, that's advice. it was great advice, yeah. you know, because I still do. If I have a backup camera, I never look at it. I'm using my mirrors. I'll never forget that but day. But not only
1: that, it's a great analogy for life. Yeah. Look yeah. in the mirrors, man. Yeah. Don't have your blinders on.
0: Yeah. So, um, you know, I can't think of one piece of advice that, that stands out because I'm always looking at different things. Dr. Wayne Dyer, when I'm reading,
1: I, some of that resonates. You know, I read a lot. So, um, But you know what, though? There is one. And you're, and you're going to think about it on the way home and you're, and you're going to call me going, dude, I should have said this. Yeah. Because, I mean, like right back at me is, is I'll never forget somebody told me do not ever put all your eggs in one basket. When it comes to business, do not put all your eggs in one basket. And um, I lost everything after 9-11. And I'll tell you what, to this day, um, I've been good ever since that advice. I never put all my eggs in one basket. Mm-hmm.
0: I've seen businesses completely fail when they've had, you know, 70% relying on one, uh, one um, company giving them all their business, yeah. whatever, print shop, and they're, they're, they're relying on the big three. Yeah. And that, that, that one Chrysler, Ford, whatever pulls out, the print shop goes away. Um, you know, uh, another great bit of his advice is uh, it takes two to tango, so quit dancing with yourself. Just Ooh, something. Just something. I used to go to the penny candy store all the time when I was like 10. And these are these are one-liners I got out of Confucius bubble gum. I'm not going to lie to you. that's When
1: true. you're having a bad day… Who motivates, inspires you, or how do you get out of that mindset? Uh, Sort of what you were talking about, like at the beginning of your
0: day. Um, You know, when you get out on your bike, or uh, I'm a drummer. uh, I do a lot of active things, so if if I'm really in a funk, uh, a lot of times sitting behind my drum kit for 45 minutes will help that. Or I knew
1: you were gonna say that. Because every time I see you on the drums, I mean, you are literally getting it. It's fun. Right, right. And in in, in your head, I mean, but when you're done, you're a totally different guy than when you sat behind the drum set in the beginning.
0: Being active and and doing something you love to do is always a good release. uh, you know, I know, uh, you've been doing some things lately and I, I, will bring up like, uh, whatever you do, if you're, you have a single minded focus, if it's active, it's, if it's doing the dishes, it's like a meditation mm-hmm. and, uh, we only got like a minute and a half, but <laughs> you've been doing some, um, woodworking and different stuff like that. Wine racks and, and,
1: and stuff. Is that a good release for you? That's I love what? it. The other day, um, I finished up four of those wine racks and, um, and then, um, I did three chairs and a small table. Cool. And then people always say, "Well, what are you going to do with it?" I go, "If I find someone that needs it, I'm going to give it to them." Uh-huh. It's not about the money or about selling it. It's just about me being able to go out there and and make something with these hands that I I normally don't get to do. Yeah. They 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 always say you could wear a pair of boots and go to work every day and hate those boots, but you could wear the exact same boots and go hunting in in November or October. And those boots don't seem very heavy anymore.
0: Good analogy. You know, walking down the street in these shoes or skating a vert ramp, two very different things. That's right. But anyway, Johnny D, thank you man, very thank you. much I for can't spending some 50 time. 50 minutes with you dude. It goes quick, man. And thank you guys you know today's show is a little bit all over the map but you got a little behind the scenes into both of us and make sure to check out the motivational cowboy show here on nrm streamcast go back to the library the drop in some of the most amazing people have sat in this studio with me and it's all to inspire you to be the best version of yourself you possibly can be so thank you until next week enjoy your week i'm gonna do the best of mine that's johnny d i'm gerald valley and this is the drop in